0: Welcome to the Takeoff audio experience. I'm your host, Atto. On this podcast, we provide you the tools to build wealth the right way through investing and entrepreneurship. Everything is fair game. So in this podcast, you'll hear from experts in property and stock investing, crypto, entrepreneurship, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of The Takeoff. I've got a very, very special guests Oh, in the building. <laughs> stop <laughs> please it! Please <Stop> introduce it. <laughs> yourself. Please introduce. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of his, by the way. So uh, please do introduce yourself, Emmanuel.
1: Uh, my brother. Thank you for having me on your channel. It's a privilege to come support. You know, I love what you're doing. Love the consistency of your content. Uh, my name's Emmanuel. I am a uh, YouTuber slash investor. I invest in stocks predominantly is what I portray, but I also have a property portfolio. Um, I also invest in uh, bonds. I have businesses outside of my my YouTube platform. Uh, so I do quite a few things, but most people okay. know me as Emmanuel Finance, the stock investor, and that's predominantly uh, um, what I enjoy. you know I've got, a, I've got a vast portfolio, but my passion does really lay in um, breaking down companies, you know, trying to understand their value and then making an investing decision and then being right over the long term and making money from it. So uh, stock investors, what I talk about, I predominantly focus on small to mid cap stocks. So typically market caps of 1 billion to about 50 billion um, is usually my my main focus. Um, And that's because I'm trying to look for exponential growth. All right. So uh, that's my predominant focus. I speak a lot about Tattoo Chef. Speak a yeah. lot about Palantir, Celsius we'll Holdings. Today. Yep. Yeah, th- those are those are my babies. All right, those are my babies. <laughs> That's really what I talk about. You know, I keep it real on my channel. Um, I try not to take uh, the approach where I'm perfect. I love. Yeah. I feel like you know, being able to uh, understand that I'm not perfect, make mistakes, and then also share my mistakes uh, improves me as an investor long term. Yeah. So you know, you can go on my channel. You'll see my wins. You'll see my losses. And hey, it's part of the game, baby. It's part of the game. Yeah, but it yeah, is, it is. that's a little bit about me and I appreciate you
0: having me on your channel, brother. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. No worries. You know, like I said, I'm a massive fan of you. You listed out a lot of things out there, which is, is great. So stock investing. <laughs> Straight you know, off the bat. You're doing, cool. you're doing like, you know, um, yeah. YouTube as well. Yeah. How have you yeah. found your YouTube journey so far? You know, I found it very
1: exciting. I have ex- I found it as a bit of an experiment. Uh, as well um, and I think YouTube i kind of view it as a business all right because of, yeah. course, of course i'm at stage now where it's generating revenue but like yeah. any business you know when you start out you know uh, it's tough especially at the beginning yeah. stages uh, you might not see any fruits of your of your labor for a very long time. You know, because, yeah. you know, just like in business, you, you, your success is not old to you. So the yeah. same thing with YouTube, you know, at the beginning stages, it's not old to me. But I understand because I've already started a business prior that's been successful. I have a successful yeah. wedding photography business. I have a successful property business. I have understand awesome. I understand the process of, you know, building. All right. So mm-hmm. with my YouTube journey, I, I went into it knowing that I'm going to have to build and, you know, we're going to see nothing for the next six months to a year to even two yeah. years. But mm-hmm. it's all about, you know, staying consistent and also improving or trying to find ways to improve per yeah. video and with the content and the value. That's the main thing, you know, yeah. make sure I'm giving as much value as possible. And, you know, eventually people will come. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's almost a law, you know, um, that people are attracted to uh, value. And um, mm-hmm. that's how my YouTube journey has been. And, you know, at the beginning of the stage, it was tough, just like anything. But once you cross that barrier, it almost mm-hmm. becomes a compounding effect. So all of the work you put in initially uh, is now working um, more. And I've seen the growth in my subscribers, you know. Uh, that zero to 1,000 subscribers yeah. took like six months.
0: You know? <laughs> Crazy. It took, like, six
1: months. And then the next six months was like, you know, from that 1,000 to... 10,000. And now, mm-hmm. within the last um four months, it's like from 10,000 to 16,000, we're on the way to 20,000. So, yeah. you know, but that okay. graph at the beginning is usually where people fail. And there's mm-hmm. no difference in business, you know, like the f- most businesses fail uh within the first two years. So I would yeah. say probably YouTube is the exact same, probably uh, stats.
0: Yeah. The thing with YouTube is that I think a lot of people started with a lot of energy, enthusiasm. I'm going to be the next, I don't know. <laughs> Big YouTube style, PewDiePie. You know, I'm Graham gonna name PewDiePie or something. Yeah. Oh, Gray and or something the like next that. And they just, Kevin. <laughs> exactly. They're just going with a lot of energy, not noticing yeah. that those guys have been doing it for years, five years. Maybe the first two, three years, they didn't get anywhere, yeah. and then it's just yeah. compounded, like you said, for the yeah. last few years. So a lot of people yeah. do go in it with a lot of energy, and they just don't understand that sometimes you need to have that consistency. It's you know, the same
1: principles in business, brother. There's a book called like the the ten year overnight success right yeah so you know people just see the success overnight but they don't realize that you know it's taking this guy 10 years of labor grind blood sweat and tears to get to where he is so people see youtube channels are like oh my goodness guy's blowing up you know but you don't understand that there you know in order to get to where he is there's a foundation that's been laid and that foundation
0: takes time yeah exactly people put in that effort somebody's done all of that work like you said you put in all of this effort and you were prepared to for yourself to wait one and two yeah. years for for nothing to come yeah. to eventually yeah. you know get into that fact out fact. of your you know property your wedding business why stocks why why did you get into stocks i mean stocks really if you look
1: at it like everything else that i'm doing business uh property everything else in, in those genre is active income you know people say yeah. property is passive income but it, mm-hmm. people that are in property really know that it's not passive that's a lie <laughs> yeah you know I'm saying? You know, you're gonna get tenants call you uh, like in the middle of the night saying the uh the, the light has gone the light bulb's mm-hmm. gone you know like that, that that is not a joke like we do get that often and it's like my goodness you know I, a lot of my properties are in manchester i live in uh, Northampton milton Keynes area it's a three-hour drive and it's like you know people tenants expect you to do crazy things right so and it can get frustrating i also have a, an airbnb business so my property is on airbnb so we've got guests churning in and out and you know guests as well can be very uh demanding with their expectations mm-hmm. um and it's just work all right yeah. wedding photography as well you know i do the photography i have people that work for me as well and it, that's again active income the only true passive income that i know of Um, that i can think of is stocks all right so you invest in a company like apple and every three months they send you a check you know Mm -hmm. regardless Mm -hmm. of what i do in that three months the dividend payments comes to me unless the company cuts dividends or whatnot so i have no involvement with the running of apple you know or microsoft or whatever company pays dividends and it's that is the purest form of passive income that i can think about and that's why i love stocks you know because you know, if you can build up your income um, to a point where it covers your living expense, then you've won. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? Then you've won the race, uh, the rat race. And that's essentially my goal, uh, to be honest, to build my dividend portfolio to a point where I take care of my living expense. And you're know, yeah. officially financially free, you know? Um, and that I think that's the objective. That's the goal. That's the motivation. That's why I prefer stocks above all of our ventures.
0: You know, when you said it, that is the true passive income. I actually start to think about it. You're absolutely right because Facts. you're doing all the upfront work, researching yeah. the stocks. Obviously, you have yeah. to maybe continuously do it, maybe every quarter for earnings and stuff like that or any news. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's working for you. It's actually working for you. The stock isn't calling you to say, "Oh yeah, um, come and fix my boiler." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, oh, come and sort out something my wedding exactly it's not doing that it's not doing that for you so you're absolutely right and i love that you mentioned financial freedom because i feel like that's often overlooked when people are talking about um building wealth what is your financial freedom
1: goal if i look at all things considered right now um i could put i'm in a position now where because i live very minimal all right i have a lot of people think they need to earn more money to be financially free and the reality is, it's the complete opposite. You know, you need yeah. to reduce your liabilities to a point where then your income coming in can replace your, your your living expense. So I realized that a couple of years ago and, you know, I made it a mission to reduce my expenses uh, as much as I could. So I'm at a stage now where my living expense is very, very minimal and I can consider myself financially free. And I'll be honest, like I was financially free to a point where i didn't really need to do anything uh okay. before covid hit um i had achieved that when i was because I'm, I'm 29 now i achieved that mm-hmm. when i was 28 wow where my my income exceeded my uh living expense and i was financially free or i stopped working for like three months now i got yeah. bored challenges came with covid as well with regards to my business so the mm-hmm. wedding photography side was stopped you know uh, a lot of companies cut their dividends um you know uh people were not allowed to travel. So my Airbnb business as well was tight. So all of a sudden I was in a position where all of my income streams, it's like the tap was turned off uh, due to COVID and restrictions. And that put me in a position where I'm like, okay, I, I can't get too comfortable all right mm-hmm. so then that activated myself i'm like okay let's try and build another stream of income and that's when the youtube idea came in okay I, oh, I love
0: YouTube. that oh, yeah i love that a lot of people actually started when i think about it uh um, yeah. you know podcasts youtube channel yeah. and it's great because you know you discovered that actually you can create content you can create valuable content and you can make Facts. money off it that's another stream of income that's essentially what your third fourth stream of income which is which is yeah. absolutely fantastic
1: my youtube income what i'm earning now on youtube is pretty much can cover my living expense right now so and everything else is just a bonus and it's like for me now it's no longer initially trying to be financially free that was my initial objective now i've achieved that it's more like okay now let's see if i can become a millionaire and if i get a millionaire maybe a multi-millionaire. Yeah. And then just push my potential. So now it's no longer about financial freedom, it's more about trying to realize my full potential. Um okay. that's where
0: okay. I, I believe my stage is at. Yeah. Obviously, you're very intelligent and you're financially intelligent. Some people are intelligent, but financially they're not good. They don't know <laughs> about the assets or liabilities, they're making trust, all this trust. money, making hundred grand, two hundred grand. They've got nothing that all comes to-
1: from reading you know they so they don't teach it in school do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. like, that's the reality
0: yeah. they don't teach that that school. that is a reality which is why we do yeah. what we do right because we're, we're trying right. to get people to to that part however what would you say is your worst financial mistake that you've ever made
1: oh it was a property that i invested in uh, in york okay. um okay. right before covid hit all right wow. so um york predominantly is an area that's uh, mainly for tourism um, and, you know, I had put a lot of my capital into that property and then COVID hit. So I was wow. down significantly. I couldn't use the property for its purposes because people weren't allowed to travel. Uh, and, and that took a financial hit. And also the market crashed. So, yeah. I, but a lot of my money was tied up in, in York. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. So I was in a position where, you know, it's almost like a double edged sword because I got the property, which wasn't making money. Uh, and I've got a lot of capital tied up into it. And then the market had crashed. And I didn't have that much money. To really capitalize on these amazing deals at the time so mm. that was probably one of my worst financial mistakes to, and it was pretty purely down to timing my timing yeah. was was off but again then again no one could have foreseen
0: covid no, <laughs> you know i no mean way. but that hurt that hurt that's a black swan event to be honest like nobody if anybody could foresee that we would have all had our cash powers on the side ready but you know Facts. that was a complete <laughs> black swan event that was like one of those possibly once in a lifetime sort of events. It was crazy. Everything got hit. Everything got hit. Everybody got hit.
1: That crisis itself created, you know, a basket of opportunities, you know? And um, like for me, you know, even though it was a financial, one of my worst financial mistakes, Mm -hmm. I ended up having, making the most money I've ever made in my life in 2020 as a result of COVID. Well, as that, it created two additional income streams from that crisis. Now I'm benefiting from now. So, it was a mistake. It was a crisis, but it was also an opportunity if exactly. you are open-minded and if you uh, were seeking opportunities in the amidst the crisis.
0: Exactly. I, I read some. I think it was a comment of uh, a motivational speaker where he saying we look too negatively upon our mistakes instead of looking positively towards our mistakes. And you looked at it positively. You like, okay, this is an opportunity for me yeah. to to build, you know, streams of income from from two other places, which is which yeah. is. A great, great story. Yeah. Okay, so I want to understand a bit more about you know Tattoo Chef, your motivation around uh, investing in Tattoo <laughs> Chef and Palantir because you talk a it lot was, about them. It was, oh, it was a, oh, it was a matter oh, of you, time. You knew it we was gonna go. Yeah, you knew we were gonna go there, right? What is it about Tattoo Chef that you are so bullish about? It? So why why did you invest in Tattoo Chef?
1: Okay, there there are a number of reasons. Okay, so first off. Uh, the industry it's in okay so one of the first things i look at you know i'm looking at a stock is the industry i want to understand the mm-hmm. size of the industry and the growth rate of the industry yeah. so Palantir had a, chi- a tech f- um, had a tick for that because it's in the mm-hmm. plant based industry which yeah. is on the rise it's growing at almost double digit, the almost double digit rates since 2015 yeah. i mean you've probably heard of it you know the the, the veganism like everyone's more yeah. health conscious and stuff mm-hmm. and i think that's going to continue i don't see that yeah. slowing down as more people no, become health weren't. conscious so the industry that Tattoo Chef is in I, I love the industry The company itself, I really yeah. was Attracted to the brand, I liked the brand okay. Tattoo Chef, um, when you look At a lot of other plant based food companies If you go to your local supermarket Their yeah. their, their packaging is the Green, brown, <laughs> just very boring And then you've got like this bright light Almost like yeah. a, a halo <laughs> Almost, which is Tattooed Chef um, It stood out to me And I thought this brand, I liked the name the Tattooed Chef, I liked the packaging it stood out to me. And then I looked at the, uh, the, the management, I looked at Sam Galetti. I saw this guy has been in this for like 35 years and has been in mm-hmm. the food industry for longer than I've been alive. Yeah, um, yeah. and you know, he's in this with his daughter, who's Sarah Galetti is the creative, you know, chief executive. And, you know, I, I love the story. There's a story yeah. behind the company. All right. So the founder has got great experience. It's a family business and they tend to, they've got skin in the game, essentially. Yeah. So again, that's an, another tick. All right. So then I looked at the, the the size of the company versus the size of the industry. It's a baby, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. baby. Uh, but it's a baby with a ton of potential because they were yeah. initially a private label company and they were already providing, you know, private label services to the likes of Sam's Clubs, you know, uh Walmart already. So They're a baby, but with an edge, right? So the company had an edge. And I'm looking at this company, I'm just like, my God, look at the valuations. And I just see so much potential. It's literally at the beginning of its growth trajectory. And, you know, everything just seems to fall in line when I was doing my due diligence last year, September, uh, when it was a SPAC, all the criteria that I look for when I'm investing. And I feel like, okay, when I invested, it was a $1 billion company, you know, even if this company realizes 10 billion in terms of valuations Mm -hmm. and a market cap, that's a massive return on my investment, even if we hit 10 billion. And I think it can go even further, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I'm very bullish on Taffy Chef. It's my largest position. Um, I just see so much potential and every, it's it's, we're on the right path as a company. We're on the right path.
0: Like all the metrics that you use, you said, you know, the, the owners of the business, the yeah. fact that it's in an industry which is which is growing. I actually like the the vegan industry too. I I eat some vegan products too because I guess they're healthier. You, you wanna you know you can't just oh, be eating meat all day. Some yes, yeah, so I I say some. I'm not like you know fully there. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I'll ever be a full vegan. But yeah. I understand the health benefits to being a vegan. And like you said, it's only gonna grow, is it's just gonna awareness is gonna be there. It's better for the environment, it's better for your health, it's a win win. Why not, right? right? So I understand, I definitely understand all of what you're saying. What would you say are the weaknesses of Tattoo Chef if there are any?
1: Some of the weaknesses with Tattoo Chef, I think a lot of investors are have highlighted it, or YouTubers have highlighted it. I think it's probably yeah. their communication. Okay. Um you know, yeah, a lot there's been a lot of criticism recently with regards yeah. to uh, the real reason as to why sam galetti gifted some shares to so the ceo which i've covered okay. on my channel so they could have been a lot more clearer from that point of view but then again remember these guys only went public um november uh, last yeah. year so the the management team are still learning what it's like to be public you know they've been private mm-hmm. for so many years yeah. And, you know, the these that's probably another weakness you can identify is that, you know, they they lack experience being in the public eye now, being in scrutiny yeah. of shareholders, you know, contacting investor relations. Uh-huh. Like, they've got to deal with all of that now. And, you yeah. know, yeah. you've got to be patient because they're not just like no one comes out of the gates and, you know, gets it right the first time. They're going to learn from this. You know, they're going to understand communication is important to shareholders And you know, um, it's not just about focusing on the business and growth. You've got to think about other outside investors now as well. And I think that's probably one of their main weaknesses: is their inexperience
0: in the public sector. That's very interesting, actually. That you are are you um, are you invested in Tasty Chef? I'm not. I'm not. You know what? It's because I'm in Beyond Me. It's because I'm in Beyond Uh, Me. The enemy. uh, no, no, well, I'm not. No, we're not enemies. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a zero sum game. I don't think I it's know, a zero sum no. game. I think all it. I think what's going to happen because there's not that many well-known, let's say, um, plant-based providers. So I can see Beyond Meat being in there, and I can see Tati Chef being in there. I don't. I don't think it's going to be Beyond Meat crushing them, and they can't exist. I mean, after all, we have Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Fanta and all these other places. So totally- I don't think it's. We exactly.
2: Can <laughs> exactly.
0: To be honest, I do want, I, I am actually, I'm going to do some research. I actually have a reminder in my calendar. This sounds so weird. I have a reminder in my calendar to actually compare the valuation because I'm actually considering moving my investment from Beyond Me to Tattoo Chef because I think Beyond Me is getting to the point where I think it's getting a bit expensive. And yeah, yeah although they're like the premier brand, they've got all these um, partnerships, I don't feel like they're delivering. Whereas with Taiyu Chef, I keep on seeing that they're delivering, they're growing fast. So yeah. I am, I am considering it there, but I don't dislike Titus Chef. I actually like them, which is why yeah. I asked you about them because I actually I think they're they're actually a great company. But talking yeah. about great companies, another <laughs> company I'm not invested in is Palantir. There's no real reason why. I just haven't, I guess, got the the headspace or the bandwidth yet to get there so yeah understanding what your motivations are for investing in palantir
1: they are a once in a lifetime opportunity i think i think palantir the way i look at palantir is like if i was to go back in time and Mm -hmm. you know you told me about google you know or you told me about apple or microsoft you know or facebook Mm -hmm. i feel like you know now, in hindsight, it's like, oh, you know, that was, you know, the best thing to slice bread. But at the mm, time,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. people
1: didn't really understand it. You know, They didn't really no. understand the potential. They didn't really have the foresight. They weren't yeah. looking... Or even Tesla, you know, like Elon mm. Musk painted a picture of where he wants the company to be in the next 10 years. And my man has achieved it. Do you get what I'm saying? But you need to have the trust and the CEO and also the foresight to be able to uh, envision the opportunity And, you know, we all look back and think, okay, I missed opportunity. We should have gone in then. But, okay, that was then. What about now? What opportunities are being presented now? What's the next batch of, you know, um, mega caps that are currently smaller, mid cap size caps now? You know, there's no point looking back. The only time you should look back is when you need to learn. And, you know, I I learned that, okay, I missed the opportunity. Well, I was a lot younger as well. I wasn't really interested in stocks at the time. But now I am. What's opportunity now? And I think... I strongly believe, I have that conviction that Palantir is that next big mega cap company. Their, their moat is unbelievable. Like they're one of one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally zero competition in terms of their um, contracts with the government and uh, their okay. platforms, their foundry platform, Apollo, Gotham. You know, there are no competitors, you know, in that space. Okay. And that straight, that straight away tells you uh, how wide of a moat uh palantir has um i think a lot of people struggle to understand and i think that's a great thing because uh a lot of people struggle to understand facebook you know how is facebook gonna yeah. make money you know you had oh. myspace come before it high five came for Bebo. all of these companies came before it and failed you know how is you know people don't understand facebook at the time um and missed out do you get what i'm saying yeah. people don't understand tesla like what well, electric vehicles when you know everything's oil like how we can't see a world where it's electric vehicles you know here we are now in 2021 so sometimes when people don't understand something it's a good thing but that means you need to work extra harder to do your research and you get an understanding and then have the vision to see how yeah. palantir can be impactful i mean you only have to look at their relationships with countries you know yeah that they have to tell you the significance and the importance of their software platforms, um, and that's all. they going to continue to grow as you know. Palantir, almost on a weekly, we're seeing private clients extend contracts, governments extending contracts. The telltale signs are there. Do you know what I'm okay. saying? And I think at its uh, what is it, 40 billion, 50 billion market cap. You know, if it does exceed, uh, reaches potential that I, I see in the next 10 years, this could potentially be close to a trillion dollar company, if not the next trillion dollar company in the next 10 years. And me getting in now at 40 billion, bargain. You know what I'm saying? So I'm investing with a 10 year lens, essentially. And um, that's one of the reasons why Palantir is my second largest position. Plus I like Alex Carp. you know, he's a CEO. I really love his vision. I love his mind. I think he's very smart. And, you know, I, I back him as well, because I think the leadership is equally as important. Because I can have the foresight, but if the leadership is off, you know they're going to run the company into the ground. So I really, I've looked at Alex Carp, I've studied Alex Carp, I, I trust him.
0: Want to roll it back? Are you able to quickly tell the viewers what Palantir do? You don't have to go in complete detail, but just like a short overview, or summary of you know what they do.
1: Okay, so Palantir is is not an easy business to understand but to mm-hmm. break it down to let's say i'm speaking to an 11 year old right because mm-hmm. uh, peter lynch says you know if you have to be able to explain to an 11 year old in two mm-hmm. minutes or less what the mm-hmm. company does so palantir right is a palantir has multiple platforms right software platforms that collect data information that a company or a country has and palantir software uh are able to quantify that data, extract important information from that data. And not only that, a lot of companies can do that and for short, but Palantir software is able to then provide solutions, right? Gives the the users or the clients um, options in terms of making critical decisions, all right? So it's almost like, um, if you think of Terminator, Skynet, you know, like the AI, artificial intelligence, being able to make decisions on your behalf and be absolutely right that's what palantir software is kind of about you know because the uk used palantir software foundry uh to be able to you know roll out the most efficient co- covid vaccination plan in the world at the moment you know mm. and that's down to foundry being able to make critical decisions on behalf mm. of the client which is the uk government so that's how i would explain palantir to an 11 year old okay. you know they collect information and help you make critical decisions that's usually right
0: <laughs> okay 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 I love that see see you did it <laughs> you did what Peter Lynch said
1: <laughs> know what you own and why you own it brother yeah, know, that's exactly, yeah exactly exactly a lot
0: of people definitely are investing and trade well let's let me talk about trade because that's different but investing in companies that they don't know nothing about oh somebody told me to invest in it and you're like seriously you don't yeah. know what, what you're invested in. You don't have an interest in it. Like, I don't get it. Like, you're interested in fashion. Okay. You've got ASOS, for example, right, that you can, yeah. can use as as um, a retail company. So there's so many, like, companies that can align to your interest. Just look for those. Just don't look at what other people are doing. The because hype. that is a, yeah, exactly. That's the way you're going to fail at the end of the day. Uh, when that's... it goes down, you're going to sell up. And that's what a lot of beginners yep. making, you know, those mistakes
1: and I've made those was, mistakes. You know, those yeah. mistakes have cost me thousands of pounds. You know, I didn't just get into this mindset now. The reason why I'm into this mindset now is because I lost a ton of money, right? Mm-hmm. Investing in companies that have hype and I don't really know what they do. And when they go down, like, I get panic and I sell. Do you know what I'm saying? Like now I've explained what tech does in a, in, a, in a brief summary. I, I can foresee companies in the future, you know, rather than having... know people trying to make decisions based on data just implement foundry and get Mm -hmm. critical decision making right let's go let's act on what what uh, foundry has recommended you know i'm saying that takes so much weight and pressure and you know off humans whereby foundry is doing it on your behalf and i can just kind of see that being the future do you know i'm saying like we're all looking for easier ways for everything easier ways to travel Mm -hmm. easier ways to eat Easier ways, you know, to make decision-making. You know, we're all looking for easier lives, right? And Palantir just makes critical decisions easy uh, on a scale that no one else is competing right now. And I just don't see how that is not worth or close to a trillion dollar uh, solution. When Palantir drops now, it's a no-brainer for me to pick up even Mm -hmm. more shares. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a no-brainer. But if you've invested in Palantir because your favorite YouTuber has and you don't really mm-hmm. understand uh why and then you know the market's gone red and you know it's below mm-hmm. your average and you're in the red you're going to be like you're going to sell because you don't actually understand what they do and why it's important yeah. and you mm-hmm. don't see the vision so that's what a lot of retail investors that's a mistake a lot of retail investors make at the beginning and i made that exact same mistake we're
0: going to talk a bit more about um uh, how we can help you know beginners become um, better investors yeah. how many stocks are you invested in do you know roughly
1: i'll say i have three different portfolios okay, okay. so i have a hyper growth portfolio i have a normal growth portfolio and i have a dividends mm-hmm. portfolio right okay so in my dividends portfolio i've consolidated it down now to only four stocks all right okay so the uh medical properties trust uh national mm-hmm. health investors stag industries mm-hmm. and um, goldman sachs Okay. Um, and then in my growth portfolio, of course, you have mm-hmm. the big names, mega caps. I have about mm-hmm. so typically across all of my main three portfolios, mm-hmm. I have five, six stocks per portfolio that okay. I monitor and track, and they hold the majority weight of my portfolio. So, for example, okay. my hyper growth portfolio, it's mainly Tattoo Chef, uh, Palantir, and Celsius Holdings and Hims okay. that makes up 90% of that portfolio. Right, okay. just those four stocks. Uh, because I've learned to bet big on my best ideas. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the one of the lessons I learned from uh 100 100 baggers. I'm trying to look for the book, okay. It's probably in my bedroom, yeah, but yeah, 100 baggers. You know, it talks about mm-hmm. betting big on your best ideas. Um, and then I do have you know maybe like 10 percent of my portfolio is made up of smaller positions, you know, that weigh about 1% or 2%. So, okay. I have I have about I'll say about I have seven five about 12 stocks that i follow mm-hmm. very closely and that weigh okay. a lot but even that's that, a lot i'm gonna try and bring it down What about yourself is, how many do you have in your I, i've got
0: more i've got in the 20s but i'm trying to because mine is is less concentrated and that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to bring it down there's some that it's hard like oh apple like, oh, i don't want to miss out but then apple how much more can it grow so i've got apple google should I just go for the hyper growth, and I think that's what I'm trying to do because at the end of the day, right? Like, of course, you want you know you want the steady gains, but I'm in the business. When I'm investing, I'm investing for for, for that growth. So exactly. let me have that commitment to that instead of you know Apple and Google. They've done their day. Yes, they will continue to grow, but they're not going to grow as much potentially as the companies that are really believe will be the next them. I've got a bit over 20, but I'm trying to consolidate mine. I think 12 is a fantastic number. That's a yeah. fantastic number. And it's a and lot also easier on, to track on, them as well.
1: On what you said about Apple and you know stuff, like I think um you have to also understand that you know Apple, Amazon, you know, Microsoft, Facebook, mm-hmm. they're I think they're still going to continue to grow over the long term. You know, they've been the best one of the best performers. The mega caps have outperformed the small and mid-caps so far this year. Um, and But if you are concentrating your portfolio, you have, you have to also understand that, you know, your portfolio fluctuates and it mm. will lag the general market yeah. at many occasions. But right now, yeah. uh, year to date, I was up 12% uh, my portfolio, my hyper growth portfolio, uh, but I'm now down um, only to 1% now for on okay. the year. And that's significantly um, underperforming the S&P. The S&P is at all time highs. So you need to understand that if you are going to concentrate your portfolio, you need to be ready for huge swings, right? Um, but the whole point of investing is over the long term, right? So you want to see yeah. how your portfolio is going to perform over the next ten years. You know the, the KGA of your portfolio versus the KGA of the S P five hundred, and if you've invested in quality small to mid caps, you should definitely outperform over yeah. the long term.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I completely agree because those those small mid caps are Potentially going to become mega caps, like you say, or, or large caps um, yeah. over over the long term. By the way, when we're saying mega caps, large caps, we're talking about the value of the company. So there's a yeah. sort of, I guess, a threshold to become a mega cap, a large cap. You talked about some of your investing mistakes, but are there any companies at the moment that you think nobody should invest in? It's completely just avoid that company. Is there any particular that you said? Oh there's
1: <laughs> a ton there's a ton okay. i mean um, okay. so towards the end of uh last year slash mm-hmm. early this year you know there was quite penny stocks were going crazy you know mm-hmm. yeah were going crazy yeah you know and I, I i shoot i mean i got involved as well I got, yeah i mean we all
0: got involved <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh i invested now, right?
1: in a lot of trash a lot of trash mm. penny stocks um that you know i knew the risks i knew but mate if they're making me 100 200 in a day or two days you know mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm game you know what i'm saying and i think i i did get involved i did make a lot of money like i said i had the best year of my life last year and that's because a lot of the penny stocks i've invested in went crazy all right so um but then the it can't go on forever <laughs> the market mm-hmm. turned um uh, mid-february and you know a lot of the pennies that were in did pull back a lot of them are in the red so companies that promise stuff but you know there's no way of them being able to deliver are companies that you need to avoid stocks that you need to avoid um and yeah you'll find a lot of them in the otc markets so yeah i'll say you know if you are going to dabble in the the dark dimension um aka <laughs> penny stocks um just just invest money that you know like look if you know i, I could lose every single cent and that's one thing that i did at the time but I think that's where a lot of newbie investors made a mistake. Uh You know, I have a discord generational wealth builders and, you Uh know, I do portfolio reviews for a lot of my discord members. And, Uh you know, it was frightening to see that when I was doing portfolio reviews for my discord members, some of them had 80% of their portfolio in penny stocks, you know, HCMC is one DSGT is one, you know, they just Uh went all in in pennies and Uh their portfolios are, Getting creamed right now. Wow! So it's just understanding what you're investing in. Understanding that, look, this company is on the verge of bankruptcy, but they could yeah. make return 100 tomorrow. Uh, so just invest small amount that you're not afraid of losing. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're up by quite a bit, don't be greedy. Pull your initial capital out at least, um and then you should be all right. But yeah, uh, penny stocks. Stay away if you
0: ain't got the heart for it. <laughs> did you Penis get involved? So, so what, what I, did you I, get involved? I, in? I, I got it? involved in HMC. Yep. <laughs> I haven't I haven't lost a lot on it because because what happened was I I bought in low and then I sold high and then I bought in slightly lower. I should have sold when the whole court issue was happening. I got I got too greedy and most of us got too greedy. Um, 100%. you know, with these penny stocks, when you see Honestly, if you get a 50% gain, take it out because that's good. If you think about it, imagine 50% return on your money. Where else could you do something like that? You're not doing that on property. No, you're not doing that on anything else with what with the click of a button. So it was just greed yeah, yeah, on my part. In Doge,
1: in Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> crypto, crypto is another one. But th- those are just pressing two buttons, right? You imagine yeah. pressing two buttons you getting fifty uh, percent on your money, so that's how the, the greed took over me. So HMC, ALPP, I haven't really lost, but Alpine, I should have sold when it was a lot higher. So those two yeah. were my my main ones that I didn't I did want to get into penny stocks too much. I didn't have some big we, wins,
1: we, you know. We we it's it's human. Do you get what I'm saying? But as long mm-hmm. as you learn from it, mm-hmm. uh, and if you made money even better, like I, in, mm-hmm. you know, I'm net positive by quite a lot in terms of my mm-hmm. penny stock uh, endeavors. Um -hmm. you know, and a lot of them like a lot of the times I was putting out my money at hundred percent profit and then just buying more tattoo chef, (laughs) buying more PLTR. Um, but a lot of people again got greedy, like you said. Um, and you know, you need to be fearful when people are greedy, you know, as Warren Buffett says. So you know the telltale signs were there. Um, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. as long as you learn from it, brother, and it didn't wipe out your account, no, no, you lost (laughs) the No, it didn't. Yeah. No, no, it didn't.
0: No, it it wasn't it wasn't even I don't... It wasn't even 10% of my account. I was very what? careful about it. I mean, I didn't even... I didn't do no penny stock content because I was so scared that I was like, no, this mm. is crazy. Literally, that was every mistake. penny stock yeah. was flying. I don't know what, yeah. how... i never seen... Nothing, maybe it's because... No, i never seen nothing like it. Every penny stock was going <laughs> crazy. I was like, what? You is know. there some kind of machine somewhere yeah. that is just saying, okay, today's your turn? It was nuts. Like, I never had seen anything like it. Like you said... The signs were there because the same thing happened in crypto. Literally everything Facts. was just Facts. Poo coins going off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just Bro. going off. Like, and, you know, I don't know who you know yeah.
1: I didn't talk about um Poo coins on my channel because mm. I saw the impact my channel had on people's portfolios. Mm-hmm. You know, people they, they are really people that don't really know what they're doing. Do you know what no. I'm saying? Like like you said, you had 10 you risked 10% of your portfolio in pennies. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was horrifying to see so many people with 80% of their mm-hmm. uh portfolio in in penny in crappy companies that I spoke about on my mm-hmm. channel. And that's yeah. really where I felt a, a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. So even though I did make some money, I dabbled in some poo coins, I didn't mm-hmm. dare speak about it on my channel mm-hmm. because I'm like, yo, I can't afford for people to lose even more money if they're not yeah. responsible and not balancing out their, their risk uh appropriately. So that's why I never spoke about pennies uh poo coins on my channel. And I mean look at the market, the market's absolutely tanked now. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And and that's just the reality of it sometimes. And you know, exactly. unfortunately, you know, yes, they've they've lost a lot of money, which is is never great. But at the same time they've learned, they've gained a better perspective. Okay. I mean now most, we understand. I'll be
1: honest, most of them <laughs> are
0: out of the game most of quit uh, yeah that that's, that's what that's the other that's that's the frustrating <laughs> thing about it like quitting on investing and you're right like and we're going to talk a, a little bit about um you know beginners and how we can help beginners how much did you make last year you don't have to say the exact figure um, mm. if you can give it a range and what's the value of your portfolio and how long did it take you to to build the value of your portfolio
1: so last year, my portfolio across all of them, you know, uh we I crossed six figures um mid last wow. year. So I was buying wow. heavy uh during the crash as well with money I had. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was pretty easy. You could have picked anything last year, mm-hmm. March, April, and it would have gone up. So my portfolio itself, um my 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 hyper growth portfolio crossed six figures. My growth mm-hmm. stock portfolio was already in six figures, and my mm-hmm. dividends isn't at six figures, but it's approaching six figures. Uh, and like I said, you know, last year was the best year of my <laughs> investing journey. This year, it's been a bit more consolidated. It's almost flatlined a little bit in terms of like the market motion, uh, and probably. And like I said, I'm down on the year, but yeah, I mean, across all my portfolios, they're all apart from my dividends portfolio. They're all across six figures, and you know, my goal is to get them to six, seven figures. You know, within the next mm-hmm. ten years, hopefully sooner. Yeah. But you know that's my yeah so we're doing we're doing all right you know i'm investing uh being smart with my money and in terms of how long it took me to get to six figures so i started investing in 2016 uh but i said it many times on my channel i thought i was investing i was really just a trader you know and i lost a lot of my money uh you know day trading swing trading all of that nonsense but a, a lot of the money started in 2019 you know and it just accelerated in 2020 and, you know, in 2021, it seems like it's all about preserving. All right. Because you can have two, three great years and you can lose it all within one year. And, you know, that's happened to many, many investors. Uh, if you read this book, uh, Richer, Wiser, Happier by uh, William Green, covers great many, many investors who, you know, out, outpace the market, beat the market decades at a time. And then just one year is all it takes to wipe out your account, you know. Um, one wrong investment so um yeah even though yeah you know portfolio is up it's doing well it's all about you know it's one thing generating wealth is one thing um sustaining the wealth so
0: um yeah that's that's what it's, that's the name of the game thank you so much for for sharing that and sharing it in that way um mm-hmm. what would you say are the biggest challenges for you to because you've built an, a nice portfolio and you're talking about now preserving it what would you say is the biggest challenge that you that you have faced for you to you know get to where you've got to in investing uh,
1: accepting when you're wrong right mm-hmm. you know uh ego plays a part with investing at times uh and then i think this year is really where i've decided you know i learned from you know war and uh, charlie munger you know mm-hmm. one of the important um skills as a, a long-term investor is being able to admit when you're wrong and learn from it and you know i i I recall boeing you know boeing uh ticker symbols ba i lost close to 30k in boeing uh due to being stubborn right you know Mm. um and trying to time the market and you know being fearful you know i was in and out of boeing and i remember i lost over 30k in just that one investment and you know again that was down to ego pride i wanted to be right i had to be right um and yeah it was a big mistake massive lesson learned
0: wow Wow. take your ego out
1: of investing follow the facts all right just you know just follow the facts and it's okay to be wrong as long as you learn all right it's okay
0: sorry to hear about that i mean to be honest i'm glad that you're on a net positive this year and that you you know you recovered it and
1: you're gonna lose money do you know what i'm saying like you're gonna lose money like if you if you're not okay with that don't get in the game don't invest Mm. Because if you can't accept the fact that you're going to take some L's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, all of the best investors of all time have lost money. So, what makes you think you're going to be any different? You know, you're going to lose money. And if you're not okay with that, don't step in this game. The game's not for you. If you always have to be right, you know, if, you, if, you're, if your um, ego has to be massaged. This ain't the game for you. The market doesn't know you, doesn't care about you. The market's been here before you were born. It's going to be here after you die. So it doesn't owe you anything. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you if you can't play the game as it's meant to be played, don't even start. Great, certain people are okay Great with money. Certain people are not okay with their portfolio being in the red. You know, um,
0: it's not for you. That, that is great advice. That is great advice. It's funny it's because- It's real though, bro. Do you
1: know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. like, don't want to hear this, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And this is where people go wrong. Like, yo, no one cares about you. The market doesn't care about you.
0: <laughs> you got to give them, you got to <laughs> give them the <laughs> real. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if a beginner wanted to start or, you know, yeah. beginners in your Discord um, channel, how would you advise them or how would they get started in the stock market?
1: I would say before you put a penny in the market, read One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. (laughs) Read, read, you know, because look, at the end of the day, uh, success leaves clues, right? There's a blueprint. There's a formula to success. They don't teach it in school. Uh, You can decide to learn that formula by making your own mistakes, you know, but a wise man learns from other people's mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very rare to find YouTubers talking about their mistakes they always want to show you their uh, successes all right i talk about my mistakes a lot because i learned from it i want my audience to learn from it but it's very rare to find people no one no one likes talking about else who likes talking about oh they lost money today nobody do you know what i'm saying uh, so but a lot of these seasoned investors that are all retired and stuff they all share their experiences how they lost money how they made money And, you know, you need to under, you need to learn from other's mistakes. If you want to be an intelligent investor, I think that's part of the process. So I I would say if you're a new beginner before you invest in the market, get as many books as you can read, understand the formula, understand how people who have consistently beat the market that are multi-billionaires from investing, how have they done it, you know? It's crazy that you can learn so much in like a £10 investment, you know, one book, £10 on Amazon, and you can learn someone who has been in the game for 50, 60 years and sharing their experience with you. Uh, And there's a lot of pitfalls that you can avoid, but we we can't be asked. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We're a generation who can't be bothered uh, and, you know, would stupidly rather make their own mistakes and learn their lessons by themselves. But a wise man learns from others. So learn the blueprint. Learn the formula, uh, and I think you will do much better than other people who aren't. You've got an edge. You've got an edge.
0: You hit the nail on the head. A lot of people just want to take the shortcut. They don't want to. And it's funny because taking the shortcut is reading the book. (laughs) Take a month, right? You read 10 pages a day. That's 300 pages. You've probably gone through the book, right? If we're talking about um, Intelligent Investor, that's what? uh, Roughly just under 600 pages. Same formula, do it over 60 days. And you've gone through the book. But a lot of people yeah. don't realize, actually, you are taking a shortcut by reading the book. But they think that's the yeah. long cut. No, let me um invest. uh, And then they end up losing money and then quitting. And then they don't go through that wealth building process. So you're absolutely right. Learning from other people is definitely the surest and the fastest way to, to, to reach your success. So after a beginner has red one up on Wall Street do you think beginners should invest in stocks or funds or both
1: I I personally prefer uh, well okay so I prefer individual stock picking uh, that's what gives me um, excitement but I think if you don't have the time to invest to learn how to read balance sheets income statements cash flow statements and then also 10 K's uh, and you know 10 q's all the quarterly reports annual reports, If you haven't got that time, you know, Warren Buffett has said it best, you know, 95% of investors should just invest in the index, you know, in these funds. Um, So you have to be real with yourself. You know, if you don't enjoy stock picking, uh, if you don't enjoy the research that it takes to find a company and invest, then just invest in a broad based index. It's safer, You're gonna get decent returns over time. Uh, and you're gonna probably outperform a lot of uh, individual stock pickers.
0: You said it, everything exactly <laughs> that I've t- I tell tell my viewers all the time, so yeah, that that is mm. fantastic. Uh, so you talked about some of what you look for um, mm. in a fund or stock. Uh, from a beginner's point of view, what do you think they should, what's the first, what's the three most important things that they should look for when they're investing in a fund or stock?
1: Income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow statement. You know, you need to understand how to read financials, do you know what I'm saying? Because that's the difference between investing in a company that, you know, is going to thrive over the long term or go bankrupt next week, all right? Mm -hmm. So if you can't read a balance sheet, you know, it doesn't matter um, anything else. If you invest in a dud, uh, you're going to lose all your money, do you know what I'm saying? So um, I think for me as a beginner, you need to invest time in understanding how to analyze companies, how to value companies. How to assess their financial uh, strength or weakness um, before putting a pound in. So, education is all about education in this game. You know, the more you learn, the more you earn. And that's uh, really applicable with stocks, in my opinion. And even funds, even if you decide you want to invest in a fund, you need to understand the fees that they pay. You're going you to pay, you know, it's not just willy nilly, um, just invest and just sit back, relax. Like, you can get people get crushed on on the the fees if you don't understand the fees so again and then you need to understand the companies that make up the fund because the fund is just a basket of stocks that's been handpicked by more people that are smarter than you right so but they're gonna there's a a fee for that (laughs) right so uh, again everything involves um researching on and having an understanding you know you know no, the number one pillar for investing in anything is no, uh, is um, you need to be able to understand it, even if you're going to invest in property, you need to understand the area, you need to understand the type of uh tenants, the type of people that live in that area, you know. So, any investment involves risk, period, right? And the more you know, the less riskier the investment. That is,
0: amazing. we're
1: dropping gems, bro. We're dropping, yeah, gems. no, you <laughs> lots
0: of gems, lots like they're going to be so. They're going to be happy. This will probably be like their favorite episode, honestly. There's a lot of meme stock, meme cryptos. And I think that why they're so popular, of course, you know, aside from, you know, Elon Musk and, you know, other influencers, um, you know, pitching um, these uh, investments, should we call them. I feel like a lot of beginners, why they get into it? Because of the allure of getting rich quickly. They think that they're going to get millionaire overnight. In terms of your understanding of investment, do you think it's a, what do you think? Do you think is a get rich quick? Do you think it's possible to get rich quick with investing if you do it properly? I
1: mean, it's possible, you know, uh, some people treat the stock market as, you know, a, a casino. And, you know, there's this guy called uh, Pro the Doge, the Dogecoin Coin.
0: Mm, yeah, I
1: watched a video on him yesterday. Yeah, he's an example of, you know, someone who became a millionaire. By you know going all in, and get risk it gambling, you know, and he paid it off. It's like, what's the point of doing all this research and due diligence when my man can invest in a in a coin, a poo coin, and then it, it flies. I don't I don't think he's a millionaire anymore. I think he's still holding his position and he's down mm-hmm. uh, to nine hundred thousand. But the some people can treat the stock market like a uh, a gamble. It might pay off. Ninety nine percent of the time, it does not pay off. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean. I don't you can get rich quick, it is possible because people have done it, you know. But you know, Charlie Munger said it best, right? He says, you know, people that invest in the stock market would rather go broke fast than get rich slow, right? And that's so true. Mm -hmm. That sums it up. You know, (laughs) people would rather go broke quick than get rich slow. And you know, he he said him and Warren have don't have that compulsion. And I, I'm okay. Like for me, it stems from being in a comfortable position now financially where I don't need, you know, to invest in title chef and it needs to, you know, you know, 10 X tomorrow. You know what I'm saying I'm, I'm happy to follow the company and let my capital appreciate over a long period of time. And I think that's one thing. Another mistake investors make is that they invest with money that they need in the next couple of months. So if it doesn't do anything and if it drops lower, they, they pull out, you know, you've got to invest money that you don't need for the next five, 10 years. And that's what, for me, that's what I do. Like, so rather than have my money tied up in a, in a savings account, that's returning 0.02% a year and inflation's growing at 4%. I'd rather just put it in a company that I believe will, you know, be the next ETC. All right. So it's the stock market is almost like my savings. Essentially. I don't need
0: to get rich quick. Have you got any, advice that you want to impart onto the viewers any Oof. final
1: thoughts I mean, we, we've we've given a lot uh, you know yeah, i think we've given a lot. um i think uh one of the first advice is that you know learn educate yourself you know um it, you you can get rich quick but it's very very rare the odds are you know 99 you will lose money if you go into that mindset uh, i would say you know learn as much as you can get as many books there's so much information on uh, there's so much wealth of, of information In regards to investing successfully On Amazon, it'll cost you £10 um, Learn as much as you can Look for in people around you That are like-minded uh, Don't go in with an ego Forget your ego, leave your ego at the door um, Understand that you will take losses It's part of the game as long as you learn from it um, And yeah, just enjoy the process I think the most important thing is enjoy it If you don't enjoy it don't get involved, right? I think that's the key thing, you know. If you don't enjoy learning from others who've gone before you, you, don't enjoy losing money sometimes. If you don't enjoy growing your portfolio over the long term, rather than you want to get rich quick now, it's the same for you. So yeah, that was my advice. Um, and yeah, I wish you guys all of the
0: best. <laughs> great, great. Thank you, thank you. So tell the people where they can find you.
1: So you can find me on YouTube. Uh, it's Emmanuel, is that Emmanuel Finance? You can find me on uh, Instagram, Emmanuel Finance. You can find me on Twitter, Emmanuel Finance. You can find me on Facebook, Emmanuel Finance. You can find me on Stock Tweets, Emmanuel Finance. You know, I'm everywhere, all right? You don't have to look that hard. (laughs) You'll find me, but, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, all social platforms. I should be there, apart from TikTok. I tried TikTok. It's not for me, real. TikTok's not for me. So you'll find me on TikTok, but I'm not active on TikTok.
0: Yeah. oh gosh and you said that you had a Patreon as well right uh about oh yeah yeah i mean as well
1: if, if you're looking for a community that we you know we focus on long-term investing um you know i call my 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 discord's called my Patreon and my discord is called generational wealth builders uh, because i think that's what we're trying to achieve here so uh you can check patreon generational wealth builders or discord Gener- generational wealth builders that's my discord yeah and we're all about building generational wealth not get rich quick so my discord is not you know um, alerts or pumps or this like that i do alert my discord with what i'm buying but then we also share research in our discord as well regarding certain stocks so yeah
0: awesome awesome thank you so much for all the knowledge that you have shared appreciate it brother appreciate it absolutely appreciated Thank you so much. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of The Takeoff, and I'll see you next week.
2: Peace. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then...